Hey everybody, welcome back to another uh, Iris Global Green Room podcast. It's great to have you guys, great to be back here. Uh, I know we've been doing a lot of remotes and over Skype, uh, and I know we've we've switched back to doing some of the in-person, but I wanted to break all of the structure and get our next guest in, so I don't care. Uh, I don't care whether they're in studio or out studio. I'm really, really, really excited to have uh, this next guest, Joshua Lewis from Remnant Radio. And some of you guys, you don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm bringing him on because I want you to know uh, about what he's doing and his team, his friends, what they're accomplishing out in Texas. It's really encouraged my life, and I know that it's going to be a blessing to you as well. So, uh, hey, welcome, Josh. Welcome to uh, our podcast. Hey, thanks for having me on. Dude, uh, uh, I look forward to our discussion. Here. Yeah, I've I I know you. You you don't know me, but I I feel like I know you. I've listened to hours and hours of you and Thanks. your team, and uh, I've just been so encouraged, so edified by what you get to do. And uh, I, as I was planning for guests uh, in this season, I definitely you were you were on top of my list. So I reached out, man. You got Thank back you. in touch. I, I was blown away that you would. But thanks for coming on, man. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. I don't know why uh, people get blown away when I respond to messages. Like if they shoot me Facebook messages and email messages or they see me working out and they're like, man, like I didn't think you'd talk to me. And I'm like, let's go outside and see my car. And they can they can see my van with the bumper falling off. And I'm like, I've got YouTube views. I'm not I'm not famous. I'm not rich. I'm not spoiled. Right. Like settle down, everybody. Okay? No, it's 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 listen, I get it. You know, I did uh, I did some of Darren Wilson's movies years ago. And uh, sure, sure. It, it, you get that same thing where people feel like you're on a screen. People feel like you're uh, not a normal person. But actually, that's one of the things that I really like about what what you guys do at Remnant Radio. You can tell you guys are just normal, normal guys going, you know, going deeper into the things of the Lord and and asking challenging questions. So, in a nutshell, for those of you watching that have no idea what we're talking about right now, uh, fill fill us in on on what you do, what Remnant Radio is, and what the goal is. Okay. Yeah. So in uh, 2017, uh, I was a youth pastor at my church in Haltom City. Um, I'm, I'm no longer at that church, but but I was there for three years. Um, we, we started a podcast in 2017 called Remnant Radio. Um, at that time, it was just like, hey, I want to have a bunch of my friends come on because I don't know anyone famous. Like I've got no strings. I've got no connections with somebody. Like I was just a, a guy, right? I think I was 27 at the time, something like that. Um, yeah, it sounds about right. Um, tw- 26, 27. And uh, we started in an attic space uh, at my church, uh, right above the balcony. We had this little sound booth and there was just a little closet back there. And, and I basically just set up an iPhone and a couple microphones that weren't even plugged into the phone. And uh, that first episode was garbage. And we got like 200 views. And I was like, wow, took hardly any prep time and lots of people watched for us. That was lots of people. And we're like, why not do it again? So, um, we flipped the camera around. We, we started cleaning the room up. Uh, the next show was quite a bit better. Uh, three shows after that, you know, we had uh, a table that I had made and, uh, then we started inviting guests. So I'd, I'd reach out to a pastor friend of mine. He would come on. I traveled with for three years with an evangelist. So I was able to, to go to lots of different churches um, that had lots of different expressions. I met a lot of people through that. Uh, I started inviting them on and, and we started finding our vein, right? So like it just started off like, I want to talk about theology because uh, I, 
I get stimulated mentally, right? Uh, and spiritually for that matter, I, I get inspired by these guys and I want to talk to them. So, uh, just having these guys come on the show and, and talking and having these kinds of theological conversations, uh, it's been good. And as we begin to develop, as we begin to grow, we built bigger and bigger relationships. Uh, I would actually say probably because of a prophetic word, uh, or at least the marker of this prophetic word came and said, Hey, you guys are going to have favor. You're going to be blessed. Uh, then we booked Wayne Grudem. Yeah. Uh, we booked, uh, Robbie Dawkins. We yeah. got Brian head Welch pretty on early. Um, we got Matt. I think I said Matt Chandler. Uh, some mm-hmm. of these guys started coming on the show really early on. Uh, and we were still not getting a whole lot of views. Right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, last 2019, I think we had 4,000 subscribers by the end of 20, or yeah, by 2020, I want to say we had like 10. Right now we have 40. So, I mean, the show is just kind of compounded in growth. We've been able to interview guys like N.T. Wright uh, mm-hmm. from an Anglican space. Uh, we've been able to interview uh, like Todd White, not an Anglican, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've been able to interview Doug Wilson, who's a Presbyterian. Uh, we interviewed... Uh, 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 the guys, not the guys from, uh, Apologia studio, Jeff yeah, Durbin, he's a 1689 guys. London Baptist guy. Um, and I think I'm going to be on the cultish podcast maybe in August. Uh, but like, yeah, we've just built really cool relationships. Um, talking to people, trying to get outside of our theological echo chamber, people from, uh, inside the Orthodox Christian faith, but that we strongly disagree with on many of these areas. Uh, and it's not a debate. It's just a conversation. Um, a lot of people have articulated our show as the Christian version of Joe Rogan. So uh, we're just trying to have conversations <laughs> with people. I love that. I, I love yeah. it. And you can tell you guys you guys do such a great job. I A lot of those names that you listed off are people you know that I have relationships with. And I've watched many of the episodes. And Robbie Dawkins, known him for years. A lot of those guys. Yeah. Just been running in circles with him for years. And... The way the the first time I I saw your podcast and I didn't actually realize it until I started uh, watching a little bit more, um, yeah, like uh, on a regular basis was you had uh, Elijah Stevens, uh, yeah. The first time he was on, I think it was the first time I I caught wind of what you guys were doing, and I was walking okay. in the hallways. We're, we're based out of here in uh, Redding, California. I was I was teaching a class uh, for BSSM. And I, I passed uh, Elisha in the hallway. I was like, dude, I saw you. It was amazing. Thank you so much. That was such a needed, like a needed discussion, I felt. Um, our culture at Iris is Heidi and Rollin uh, are theologians. They have their doctorates in theology. Heidi got hers in three years from King's College in London. Like it is something that we have a culture of as a as a organization, but it's not something that we talk about a lot. In fact, most people, when they think of IRIS, they probably don't think theology uh, at all. Uh, and it's something that I've stepped into more in these last in this last season of my life. I really got convicted um, of my lack of going into the depth of the word and really just preaching what everybody else is saying. And so I, I think part of, part of what's really attracted me to your show is I have half a cat's brain on a good day. I barely graduated high school. Um, you guys make it so tangible and so easy to understand, even the complex things. Um, what's your history? I, I think when we when we chatted on the phone, you said something that shocked me. I think, and maybe I mis- misunderstood, or misheard you. You don't have a formal education in in theology. No, I'm a, I'm a dyslexic homeschool kid. Um, yeah, I've got I've got nothing, bro. That's uh, me. That's yeah. my life. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so I was, 
uh, yeah, homeschooled. Uh, I went to like an unaccredited Bible school, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and frankly, a lot of what I learned there, I, like I no longer hold. Like I, I um, there's a, there's a lot that I had to rework through, right? So like right now, I go to Baptist church, right? Like it's a ghosty Baptist church, but it's a Baptist church, right? Um, so so like I was raised in like a classical Pentecostal, like an Assemblies of God church, mm-hmm. um, and I was raised in that space and have great admiration and love for that community. Uh, and interview many of them on our show to this day have great relationships. I've got mentors that I still call to this day that that still live in that tribe, right? Yeah. So so uh, yeah, but that's that's basically my background. Um, the other guys that came on the show. Uh, so I've been doing this for three years, um, about, about two years. So first year I had Jeff Gray with me, Jeff left, Michael Miller moved in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Miller, um, had, uh, he'd been discipled by Jack Deere and then had been pastoring at the upper room in Dallas and the Frisco campus. Uh, he, he'd been with them for, I'm almost from day one, right? Yeah. Uh, he, he came on the show. He was with us for about a year and then he went to plant a church in Denver, Colorado, um, you can go check that out. That's pretty cool uh, if you're in the Denver area. And then my buddy Michael Roundtree is the pastor of Wellspring Church here in North Richland Hills. And uh, and he was also discipled by Jack Deere. So these guys came from like that third wave, John Wimber, evangelical yeah. vein. I came from this like like hyper, not I don't say hyper charismatic, but definitely Pentecostal. And then, and then kind of was in some of the, the, the extremely charismatic spaces and, and then kind of found myself a little bit closer towards the middle. Um, they were on that side and found themselves a little bit closer to the middle. Right. We kind of ended up in the same space, but came from different places. Right. Uh, and we just thought, as a bunch of uneducated guys, like we could probably make theology pretty palatable for people as we're coming to these conclusions and trying to sift through our experiences and sift through our own study. Uh, and then by inviting a lot of these guys on uh, to discuss, you know, uh, there, there's just, I don't know, there's a, there's a lot of guilt by association when you right. hang out with people right. and have conversations with them. And I hope, I hope by the end of my life that that, that won't be the case, uh, that, that, that evangelicalism won't eat their own. Uh, right. We we like yeah. to do that. I've noticed, so I just, one of the things that I really started, the thing that got me listening to you guys more frequently was uh, I was writing, a, I'm, I'm, I wrote a paper on, um, a, uh, what is it, uh, Apostles Today by Holly. Uh, new Private. Apostolic Reformation? Yeah, I'm sorry, New Apostolic Reformation. Yep. And uh, yeah, I started listening to to your conversation with Holly and Douglas, and I loved the way that you navigated it. I love the way that... Um, even uh, they, you challenged them on some of their things, and but but I sure. found that I found that space of just being able to sit down and talk through. I didn't know what you guys believe. I still don't. I just I know that you're continuationist. Sure. I, I don't care to be honest. I love brothers and sisters sure, sure. in Christ coming together and finding common ground. And uh, I just I think that there's so much of that. Like I, if people look at let's just say you know the bakers on the outside, the clips that are taken on the mm-hmm. they wouldn't think that they are you know, some of the highest educated people, at least in theology, that in the circles that I, that I even run in, um, they, they wouldn't think that. But if you sit down with them, begin to talk and ask questions, um, a lot of the things that, that, that people believe about them, believe about our organization, even the charismatic movement are not, are not things that these guys adhere to. And, and I just think it's so important to have the conversation. And, and, uh, I just want to commend you guys because I think you do it, you do it really well. Uh, Thanks, yeah, and uh, it's it's really blessed my life. And the reason why, like I said earlier, the reason why I'm doing this is I want you guys to check it out. Um, I feel so. It, I got saved in '99 in it in like 
a crazy power encounter. I was like a, a drug addict, goth kid. Mom got saved when I was really young. So I was around the church, uh, Pentecostal assemblies of God. Right. Um, and then, and then like we got, we got deep into the charismatic movement, uh, when I was really young, uh, like the fringe stuff. I sure. ran away from God. <laughs> like, so I'm from Massachusetts originally. So there wasn't a lot of like churches, uh, doing things. Uh, and the ones that were a part of the charismatic move, they were really weird. Just kind of like these fringe groups that would meet. Um, and so when I was 12, went away from the Lord. Uh, my parents, the only church that they could find was this congregationalist church. Beautiful people. Love them to this day, but totally rejected what my my mom's and dad's experience. Right. So I grew up around that. I started getting like into drugs and just dark stuff. I was a goth kid. I don't want to, people know my story, but it wasn't until 1999, senior year of high school that I had a crazy power encounter with the Lord, walked into an Assemblies of God church, maybe 60 people, and the power of God just dropped on me and everything changed in that moment, became a missionary, uh, moved to Paraguay six months later, and uh, started to see the miraculous, started to see God just do the most incredible things. And within a few months, I ended up in the White House of, of Paraguay. Uh, I prayed for a kid. He got healed. And it just, it just led from one, oh. one thing to the, to, the, to the next. And Randy Clark uh, heard about the testimonies. And he, he said, I want mm. you to come travel with me. So I started traveling with him. And that's when I really dove into the deep end, right? Like I... You get a you get to ride shotgun with with Dr. Clark uh, around the globe at like kind of the early two thousands of the charismatic renewal movement. It was amazing, uh, but I saw things, I heard things uh, that that I didn't fully understand. But you just you just go go along with it, um, and it hasn't been until recent that I said, okay, I have to do more, especially as as as. The Lord gives me more platform. Uh, I have to do more than just recite all the things that I've heard or, or just mm -hmm. buy into every experience that everybody's told me that they've had. And, I, and I'm hearing this a lot in, in, in our generation. Uh, and I, I, I think you said you're in your lower 30s. I'm in my upper 30s. But I'm yeah. hearing it a lot around, those, around the people uh, that, that have kind of come through our, uh, yeah, our generation. Uh, do you find that your demographic is mostly like younger, uh, trying to navigate their way through their experience and their love of the word? Or do you find it's an older group? Like who are the people that are listening to and what are they saying about what you guys are doing? Yeah. So, uh, the, the, I mean, YouTube tells me my average demographic is between like the age of 27 and like 58 or something like that. Like, um, and it's mostly, it was mostly male, uh, and it, and it was younger. It was like twenties between twenties and like forties, but then it like, it's bumped to like late fifties. Uh, and, and, and we have lots of ladies watching the show now and it's, it's kind of tipped in the other direction. And I would just imagine as we have a lot of growth, there should be a lot of flex in that. Um, you know, we, we get about 400,000 views in a month, um, when we're, when we're producing the content for our show. So it's, it's been kind of nuts. Um, when we, the, the name remnant, started because we thought there'd be a group that just wanted more, uh, more of the spirit's power, more of, of God's word and to be enlightened, that kind of thing. Uh, but what we found was like, 
there was a remnant of people who just weren't satisfied with like the denominational answers that were just really cookie cutter. Right. Like, um, Hey, I want an, you know, what's your answer for this? And you'd kind of get this like cheap platitude, you know, yeah. like, you know, um, pardon the illustration, but like, Hey, I've got $3 and you're telling me I have to give 30 to the ministry and I'm going to be blessed. Like, like, how am I supposed to make that happen? And then the response is, if it's God's will, it's his bill. And it's just like, I don't know if that's helpful. Like, give me a theological reason. Like, like, let me, let me put my faith into Christ, into something that's, that's substantive and something that's tangible. Right. And and in all these communities, right, and and maybe that was a charismatic example, but like you can find yourself in a congregational church or a or a very cessationist church. I mean, I'm getting testimonies every week of cessationists who will email me and say, "Hey, man, um, I haven't spoken in tongues in 30 years," (laughs) and I listen to that interview with Sam Storms, and I realize that charismatics don't have to be brainless. And I repented, and the spirit came in my room, and I began to weep, got off my ladder from work, and began to speak in tongues for the first time in 30 years. I, I've got, I've got uh, uh, cessationists sending me photos of, of the baby that they conceived after one of our pastor friends uh, said, hey, you know, um, for whatever reason, God uses me to pray for people who are infertile. Yeah. And they send me sonogram photos saying, thank you. You know, like um, we, get, we get some really cool stories that come through the pipe. Um, and, and we get more than anything. We, we found people that are in charismatic communities that that may have abusive leadership structure that may have, um, um, have been practicing the gifts in a way that, um, is not necessarily healthy or safe. And I don't mean that to, so, so, so if you're listening to me and you're like, well, Josh, you're not going to like beat up the whole charismatics. Like just look at the church of Corinth. Okay. Right. There, there were the gifts of the spirit and Paul had to come in and say, Hey, there's a, there's a better and more excellent way to do this. Right. Right. So we have charismatics coming in going, man, that's really helpful that you're, you're helping bring some guidance and some, some instruction some theological like depth to these things to give us some bumpers so that we can run safely. And then we have the cessationist community who's completely written us off and has thought, man, there's just no good continuationist answers. And we come out with a week episode every single week on the gifts. Right. And it's like, this is a cessationist argument. This is why it doesn't hold up. Uh, this is uh, how we believe this is to be practiced. And, and here are some abuses that we think kind of go outside of uh, uh, of biblical prescription, right? So we'll kind of address these issues. And and that's where the remnant's coming from. It's these remnants of these groups that are just like they've been displaced and hurt yep. and wounded or they've been displaced, hurt and wounded, right? Like, But just from different communities. Right. Um, and, and it kind of feels like David's mighty men, frankly, it's it, like – we're not mighty, right? We're just a bunch of displaced refugees that are like, Hey, that sounds like an answer I want. Like, (laughs) let me, let's figure this out. Um, and it's been cool. Um, so, so we're, we're very charismatic, right? I I didn't mention this at the top, but we want to cover theology, church history, and the gifts of the spirit, right? So those are the kind of topics we cover on our show. Every single week we come out with a, with an episode on the gifts because we, we firmly believe in the charismatic gifts of the spirit. We believe that they are in practice today. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the few charismatics that like, well, I guess there's lots of charismatics that hold this position, but, but I'm, I'm gonna say all of them, right? Like, uh, with with the like with apostle, I'll even say there are apostles, <laughs> not like the twelve, but like missionaries, right? right? Uh, but I have no problem saying all of the gifts of the spirit are active today. Um, so so yeah, I don't, I don't know if that clears up. You said I don't know where you're at theologically. Like, 
I want to say I'm pretty ghosty. And I, Listen, and I, I'd I, like to see more in my life. You know, <laughs> I love it. I love it all. And I and I think as 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 I watch you and and the rest of your 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 friends that are speaking, you can tell that they're the genuine desire is to just draw people closer to Jesus in any way yeah, conceivable. Do you, you, you mentioned you're, you're seeing some cessationists, and for those of you who don't know what cessationism is, it's the basically the teaching that the gift ceased with the uh, original right. 12 apostles. And for those of you, uh, you said you're seeing cessationists um, come and say, speaking, you're speaking in tongues. What's like one of the craziest things you've heard come out fruit-wise of, of your, of, yeah, your show? Uh, Man, that's one I I don't I can't think of like. It's know, okay. I'm not. I, I don't know. I don't want to put you on the like, spot. Like, no. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't think of like. Yeah, and then gold dust entered the room, and then like there was an angel with a scroll. Like, I don't have that story. I think. I yeah. think tongues is about the the most charismatic experience uh, testimony that I've had yet. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them have just been uh, emails saying, "Hey, like, thank you so much for this. This is a position I used to hold." Yeah. I'm really interested in this position now. I had a, a guy say, he sent me an email today. He's, a, he's one of our Patreon givers. Uh, he said he was trained in Master's Seminary. That's John MacArthur's school. Yeah. He's like, I was trained in this school. Um, I, he said his wife got healed, but w- accompanying the healing, she had like a vision uh, and like uh, saw, like I want to say she said saw angels. I don't want to misquote him. I read it today though. Right. So uh, it helps remembering stories when you tell them over and over. So oh, yeah. I haven't told the story. So so she sees something supernatural in the midst of her healing, and it causes him to kind of like shake, like like what do I believe here? And then and then being able to look for content online to answer some of these questions. Remnant Radio has been a good space. So so we pull. We're, we're not trying to be. We're not trying to be new and like inventing like, oh, this is theology on this gift. Like we're basically just regurgitating stuff from Wayne Grudem, Craig Keener, right. Dr. Uh, Dr. Michael Brown, Sam yeah. Storms, Jack Deere, like like just theological voices. And most people who are watching just heard some of those voices. They go, I know one or two of those. Uh, the thing is, is you don't know most of those guys because they write books and books right. are dying, right? Like nobody <laughs> reads books anymore. So what we're trying to do is make these books accessible, get, bring these guys on video platforms so that people can hear theological answers that, that there, we have. We actually have quite a bit of academic work on the gifts of the spirit uh, that, that most people don't know exists. So just trying to expose our community to that kind of content, I think has been, it's been helpful. Fantastic. Um, I, I was looking at some of your videos today, uh, just before, as I was getting ready and it looks like your most popular ones, uh, are of, uh, Dr. Michael, was it Heiser? Heiser. Uh, I've read a little bit of his book, um, uh, on the unseen realm. It's spectacular, but, uh, I found it fascinating. There's such an emphasis, at least those most viewed ones seem to be on the supernatural, the spirit realm. Uh, yeah. it, it, you've had some pretty spectacular interviews as you look back, uh, what, what's some of your favorite videos? Like if somebody was going to, Oh, I want to, I want to go to YouTube and I'm going to watch it. Like, what would you say? Like, watch this one. Cause it's really good. And then maybe this is like my favorite one that I've done. Man, that's hard because I'm, I'm kind of a nerd, you know, like yeah. I, I think I like things that people don't typically like. Uh, I probably, some of my favorite episodes have got like a thousand views, 2000 views on them. Uh, <laughs> I did an interview with Crawford Loretz on leadership and that man is a gem and he just talked about holding yourself in humility and he, he made a statement that I, I can't quote perfectly, but, but I've been, I've taken a nugget from that and have kind of interjected it into my life. Um, 
that when I, when I want to disagree with someone uh, theologically and publicly, that I don't do it with scoffing, mm. that I don't come at it like I want to mock someone for being wrong or have pride in my heart in such a way where I'm like trying to make them look little or small so I can make myself look good. But I come at it with like tears in my eyes, like Paul and a broken heart and be like, man, like this is like, this is not helpful. And I, and I want to help you. And like, I care for you. And like that, that I have prayed for the person like in depthly before I make a statement about them, uh, before I disagree with them, before I, that, that my posture and my heart when I did. And, and I got that from Crawford and that's been, that's been super fruitful. Uh, I would encourage people to do that as we live in an online space where people are just angry and they live in their own echo chamber and literally Facebook and YouTube, all they want to do is put content in front of your eyes that you like and that you will agree with. So you'll stay on the platform longer. Mm. So we haven't really engaged critical thinking in the West, uh, you know, since the iPhone was invented, right? right? Because, because this is the world we live in and, and really trying to listen to people of diverse opinions and diverse views is why people like Joe Rogan are popular. It's right. because we're trying to introduce you to people that like this, here's different thoughts and, and it's actually really interesting and people enjoy that. So, yeah. um, yeah, so, so Crawford Loritz was good. I had a Francis Chan interview recently. I, I thought it was it. awesome. It was spectacular. It was so cool. Is he not one of the coolest cool humans ever? I love that guy <laughs> so much. He's so cool. Uh, that was a great interview. Um, just because like, like evangelicals were like, he, okay, frankly, he did say some stuff that was like, that was kind of questionable, Francis. Like, like you should have known evangelicals were not going to be happy about that. You should have, you should have put an airbag on that one. But still, like, he came on and explained a lot of that. Like, yeah. you know, he explained. Uh, anyway, he explained a lot of stuff. I thought it was cool. It was um, so beautiful, dude, because he, he, it was a, it was a, it was a glimpse. And I knew this before about him, but it was really a, a heartfelt glimpse into like being rejected because God did something powerful in your life yep. or in his life. And it just, it made me so sad for him. Like he, he's so humble, so accessible and he, and he, and he wears his heart on his sleeve that, that more kind of rigidity from, yeah. I mean the, the, the another crowd, it just leans towards those experiences, just pushing them out. And, and they did that with Francis and it breaks my heart. I saw him for the first time. I met him for the first time on the stage of the send on the side, on the mm -hmm. side stage. And I watched that man. And these are where the pictures are, where you see him hugging people. And, and yeah. I, I, I was there, I, I was there. Yeah. I watched that happen real time. And he was just so humble the whole time he came in just, just with a heart to serve and love. And it's amazing how people try to attack. You mentioned the, you know, this, this world of YouTube and people living in their own echo chamber. How do you handle that? Because I've, I actually don't watch a lot of stuff. I've been doing it more just because of studies in school. Sure. But how do you handle that? I found it fascinating that these, these whole entire channels live solely for the purpose of doing the opposite of what that gentleman just told you about being humble, listening to somebody else's opinion, right. being soft hearted. How do you handle that? And, and have you had some of those guys come after you? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we, uh, nobody wanted to like, no one made a video about remnant radio until we interviewed Todd white. Okay. So like we were not, we were, we were completely orthodox and safe mm -hmm. until Todd white came on this, on the scene. And then it was like, Oh, we gotta, we gotta make some videos. 
Um, <laughs> which is interesting because in that interview, um, am, I, am I allowed to say names on here? Like, I don't yeah, want to like, you I'm can not say gonna, whatever you want. I'm not going to be weird about it because okay, no. I'm not going to be mean to anybody. But uh, so I, I did a video with with Todd and there is a, a teaching that's popular um, that often just gets misarticulated. Right. It's not like people actually believe this. It's just that they're they're really bad at communicating it, right. frankly. And it's called kenosis. Right. Mm -hmm. All Christians everywhere believe in kenosis to some level. Right. right. Uh, that, that 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 Jesus um, chose not to act on certain divine attributes. Right. Right. Uh, he, he chose not to act on his omniscience or his omnipresence when he uh, after the incarnation. Right. And then and then when he went to his ascension, uh, the assumption is that he then took a pawn back on some of those attributes or all those attributes, et cetera, et cetera. So, and I'm doing maybe even a poor job now because I wasn't planning on talking about this. But, no, it's fine. I have a hard um, time even describing it. And I've, yeah. Okay, so the, the long and the short of it, a lot of people will say, Jesus came as a man, not as God, right? Mm -hmm. And that, like if anyone who's read church history, anyone who's read like the Apostles' Creed, or, I mean, frankly, it's it's in the scriptures. Like, that's just, that's not a biblical thing to say, right? Now, what people mean to say, what people mean to say is that Jesus chose not to act on his divine attributes and rather humbled himself in the form of a servant and was empowered by the Spirit to perform mighty works, right? There's actually a video clip of Dr. Michael Brown and James White talking about this. Uh, there, there's a clip of it. You can find a little seven-minute clip or yeah. you can watch the whole, like, 30-minute, hour-long interview. And, and Doc Brown explains this to, to James, and James goes like, don't, don't all Christians believe that? Isn't that orthodox? Um, but so, so that's just like a normal Christian position, that Jesus chose not to act on certain divine attributes. It was empowered by the Spirit. And that's what people are trying to say when they say he didn't come as God. Right. But we have to be careful. Like, we really shouldn't say it that way. Anyway, Todd has a, a vast history of saying God doesn't, didn't, uh, Jesus didn't come as God. Now, now what he means to say is right. like, if I'm counseling a friend and I'm their pastor, I'm like, Hey man, I'm not coming to you as your pastor. I'm coming to you as your friend. Right. So I'm mm -hmm. counseling him anyway. Uh, I'm asking Todd clarify this for us because people think you're a heretic. Right. So, so just, you know, do you mean that Jesus was always God and never stopped being God? And, Oh yeah, thank you. You're helping with me, me with my language. And yeah, that's what I meant. Right. Totally. Yeah. Totally cool. And uh, in the first, like one, it was not one of the first, it was like one of the first 200 comments because there's a million comments on that video. Um, a guy named Justin Peters, who's a, is a very well-known cessationist guy, uh, posts on there like, man, you're just, you're, 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 you're helping him. You're feeding him with like the right answers. Like, how dare you? And I just like, I responded, is that a critique or a compliment? Right? right. Like if, if, he's not doing this accurately or maybe he's complete error. Let's just pretend he, right. he absolutely believed heresy and I gave him the right answer and he changed his mind and said, wow, thank you so much. Like right. that would be a compliment, right? Right. But it's like, there's like an entire community of people and I don't think that he's like this all the time. And I don't mean to say that like him and all the cessationists because I actually like the cessationists. There's a couple of discernment ministry channels that are cessationists that I like. They've made critique videos of me that mm -hmm. I go, that's a valid point, right? So, right. So that being said, I'm not saying all of these people are that way, but there is an attempt I see often of people wanting to find someone and say, man, that's the enemy. And I'll even misrepresent them. Right. You know, I'll, I'll make, I'll distort them. I'll make them look any way that I want to make them look so that, because they're the bad guy. So it right. doesn't matter what you do to the bad guy. It's like call someone a Nazi. Once they're a Nazi, you can punch them in the face, right? Right. Because right. who wouldn't punch a Nazi? Right. Um, so it's, 
we, we try to discredit a person so that we can be justified in bearing false witness against them. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I'm not saying that Justin bore false witness. I'm just saying like, I hear you. if that guy was wrong or if he wasn't articulating it right, like, shouldn't we want to correct it? Like, right. shouldn't we want to bring clarity? Um, so I, I just don't understand the the complaint that we've had with a lot of these interviews asking people to clarify things that are confusing. Uh, but we, we've been the, the heresy defenders because we're asking for clarity. Well, that's what Michael Brown, it seems like that's what Dr. Michael Brown now is like, he's, he is like the, the heretic defender for a lot of the charismatic movement. He, right. get, he gets labeled that way. I, I, I don't see it as defense. Like I watched that interview. I know, I've, I know Todd, I've known him, uh, when mm-hmm. he had hair as long as mine. Um, there you go. Like we, I lived out in, in Pennsylvania. He is, I was just at his house. Um, a few months ago. I love that man. He is one of the most he humble. He lives down the street from the studio. So you're gonna have to come hang out with me next Dude, time you're in the lo- area. I would love that. I would love that. He, uh, there were, there were times we'd be traveling together, going to different places. He would lead three to four people to the Lord uh, on our airplane. Uh, the gift that he is to the body of Christ, the encouragement that he is to those who have no education, who have, who are just a normal person hungry for Jesus. Is he, is he going to get stuff wrong? or not have the full depth that Justin Peters has. And by the way, I love Justin Peters. I've been watching yep. that dude for years. I disagree on his, uh, you know, uh, strange, not strange fire, the cloud without rain stuff, a lot of it. But I think he's a very humble man that loves the Lord and he is a brother. But I just, I, it's just, it's so strange when when you're looking for offense. You brought up a good point about, um, just about uh, bearing a false witness. Where do you think that line is? Because that was one of the points that I that I brought up uh, in in some of my research with Holly and Douglas. I'm not saying that they did, but what is that line of like, hey, you really need to go to your brother and ask them what they think before you just make that claim? Well, I mean, I make public statements all the time about right. people I disagree with. So um, you take what I what I'd say with a grain of salt, mm-hmm. right? Um, with Doug and Holly, I mean, here's here's my opinion. Like, I really like I did not dislike their book. Like, I would say go read their book. Yeah, there are fair claims if again 40,000 foot overarching like there are fair statements that we can read that and go okay we can do better there right mm-hmm. and i want to be a part of being better in that area or that area but then there's other things like jack deer okay so here here are the statements of the NAR. what's the nar the nar is a group that has apostles and prophets at the top kind of governing top down structures over senior pastors and they practice like some kind of gnostic supernatural teaching that can't be found in scripture right, right. like you know, and, and then we can give examples, whatever. Um, but then she listed Jack Deere as that. And I'm like, I'm actually sitting in the church that Jack used to pastor. So like, I'm asking Michael, did you guys ever have an apostle? Like, no. Right. Did you guys ever practice like courts of heaven? Did you, did you do any kind of like super, super no, like he, he was a lexicographer for Dallas Theological Seminary. Like he's not, he's <laughs> right. not doing right. like you guys you know, walk with me into the throne. Like he's not doing that. Right. So uh, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing. So, so uh, it seems as if willing to work with people who may be doing some of those things or working people with working with people who are doing those things kind of brings that kind of guilt by association. Right. And when she's looking at a movement, when Doug and Holly are looking at a movement, um, it, I think, I think at times, again, there would be some broad brush strokes, which I don't think their content should be thrown out because there are um, generous statements made yeah. that, that might not be not from the inside, 
we we can see the difference, right? But from an outsider looking in, trying to do their best, totally. I can see why they would make some broad brushes like that. So th- there's that. Secondly, um, I would say that public teaching is public, right? Public prophecy is public. Um, and, and we get to discern those things publicly. And, and discerning a teaching isn't an attack on a person, right? So let's give an example, right? So like tomorrow, if you stood up and said, um, hey, uh, I have a prophecy um, that in three days, we're, aliens are going to come to Earth, right? Three days, it doesn't happen. And I make a video and said, hey, this guy is wrong. It was a public prophecy. Didn't happen, right? I'm not attacking you, right? I'm not going after your character. I'm listening to a prophetic word that didn't come about. I'm judging it and saying that didn't happen. Yeah. Right. So we did that. We we did a, a 2020 prophecy review where yeah. for eight hours we listened to prophecies that were given by some of the leading charismatic teachers, and we said, "Hey, here are all the words, and here are the ones that came about." Right. Right. Uh, so we interviewed uh, theologians that came on the show that practiced the gifts of the Spirit. Um, all of them charismatic came on the show. We listened to these words and we discerned them because we wanted to teach the body how to discern. And the Bible tells us to judge these things. And if they were given in a public setting where they couldn't be judged, we should judge them in a public setting. So, so, and then we can do the same thing with teaching. If someone got up and said, hey, um, you know, Peter wasn't married. Like if you, you got up and you said, hey, Peter wasn't married. And I watched a clip of you saying that and I played it on my show and I said, hey, the Bible says that Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law. Right. Peter was married, <laughs> right? So like <laughs> that's that, right? That's it. Right. Um, and I'm not attacking you, right? I'm just saying, hey, this is what the Bible says and I disagree with that person. Um, so there's a lot of that that goes on. And I don't, I don't think that you, you need to send an email or a letter or pick up a phone and call someone and talk to them about like, Hey, here are the things that are wrong. Now, if you're wanting to correct an individual because they're living in sin, right? right, Absolutely. Give them a call. Like if you, if you know someone and you think they're teaching error, that's actually hurting people. Yeah, man, give them a call, reach out to them for love for them. There's also a flock that they're leading, right? right? So if someone is teaching something that's hurtful and they're leading hundreds, I mean, some of these people that we're, we're making videos towards 900,000 views every video and they come out with six videos a week, right? Right. Um, and I, I would say that some of these guys are, are producing content that's very, very hurtful. Now, do I want to reach out to them and pray for them? Absolutely. But in the same token, does that mean that I don't produce content Right. Uh, for the hundreds of thousands of people that I think are being hurt by this? No, I don't think that's responsible either. I think that there needs to be, on some level, a care for the flock and, yep. and a care for the person that's leading them. Um, but again, it has a lot to do with our posture and the way our heart is. Uh, we we, we got to speak truth. We, we yeah. can confront and, and do that in a way. And I, and I think that's something that I want to help display uh, amongst charismatics is to say, guys, um, we, we need to be able to speak publicly about these things. Um, without thinking that it's a Jezebel spirit right. or an Aiken or right. someone who's, you know, you're Judasing me. It's like, no, man, I just, right. I just disagree. I right. like you. I right. just disagree. Um, yeah. yeah. So we want to display that. Yeah. It's, and I, and I find that most people are that way until yeah. you get into like the heresy hunting, the heretic, you know, yeah. or they're just trying to be like, you are actually not saved. And there's a lot of that out there. That's where, that's where, that's where it gets a little bit weird for me. I, I don't know anyone's heart. Uh, I do. I can judge by by the fruit, the outward fruit, but I don't know their I don't know their heart. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I, I love that, Josh. I think I think uh, I think you have such a great head on your shoulders, man. And the way that you come that you're coming at this is really really beautiful. I know I'm going to be a long term listener, and I want to encourage Thanks. all of our all of our people uh, to do the same. You got a few more minutes? 
Absolutely, man. I got, okay. I got tons of time. Okay. Um, and just by the way, uh, Holly and Douglas, if you are watching, uh, they have been so amazing. I've been chatting back and forth with them um, because we we brought up the the apostolic, and I interviewed mm -hmm. I interviewed uh, our our leadership about that, and I sent them a little bit of the interview, which kind of went went against I think their view of of who we are and what we do, and and uh, and they've been great. Uh, Holly's been emailing back and forth with me and my, my goal is to get our leadership and Holly in a room together or probably on zoom right now, uh, and, and have a That's conversation good, about it. Cause I, and, and, and I will say that Holly was, was great. And, and, she, and I told her who I was. I said, you probably don't think I'm doing this and you know, the right heart, right, but right, right. I am. And I'm really, I'm really excited. So I do want to say that. And I loved their book. Uh, the more I studied it, the more I kind of actually, See, I know people that know C. Peter Wagner, that knew him. I, I know people sure. that sat under him. I, I know people that walked with him. I know Lance Walno. I know, like, these are people that I've known for yeah. years. I know Bill. Uh, he texted me just yesterday, last night. I, I was with him last night. Like, these are people that I know. I know I've lived with them. I've walked with them. And usually the representation is of some, like, a fringe thing. You brought up the kenosis thing. Bill has clarified that. Yeah. How many times? Like he has. Yeah, he has we showed the Facebook post. Right. Yeah. And he yeah, is we, still yeah. known right as the heretic that 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 right. preaches that. It's I find that if we can just have the, those conversations, it, it gets it, it, we can work a lot and, of this stuff out. And that's the thing is like we need to be able to say like with I mean, with the, the 30 people you just brought up there, like all, all these guys, you know, do I disagree with all those guys? Yeah. But do I do I disagree with all of like the the reformed Baptist guys? Mm -hmm. Like I go to a reformed church. I'm not right. reformed. Yeah. Right. Like. Like we've got to be able to just live in spaces where we go, man, I disagree with that. And I disagree with that and, and be able to look at all of these spaces yeah. in Christendom and say, I disagree with this. I disagree with that. I think this might be dangerous. I think that might be dangerous and go, but, but that's okay. Like, I yeah. think you should all Christian brother. Right. Um, and, and then go, we only disqualify. I, I use the word heresy only when I'm saying this is someone who is outside of the Christian faith. I use that word so sparingly. Uh, I, I want to be very, very careful with that word. Now, Am I going to look at people and be like, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't trust that guy. And like, like, I wouldn't encourage you to go to that church, but I think he's a Christian brother. Still okay. Right. right. Like, um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think that we need to have spaces where we can disagree, acknowledge people's Christian faith. Um, but be, but be careful about how quickly we're willing to label someone heretic. So yeah. Right with right there with you on that one. Uh, one of the guys that I've been listening to for years has been uh, Jeff Durbin. I actually didn't know yeah. anything about his his uh, his his belief system or what even denominated. I just found him fascinating. The abortion stuff that he was doing or is doing. Yep. Uh, did you watch the clip recently? Uh, and I I just saw it recently. Maybe it was from a year or two ago, where he tells the story of his daughter uh, being a being healed. Uh, and, it was and it was adopted? a son who son, was adopted. It was a son who was adopted. Uh, his name was Augustine. I actually yes. did a video um, on continuationist and cessationist. Is there even a difference anymore <laughs> right. uh, from that video? Uh, from people like watching cessationists talk about prophecy and healing right. and divine revelation through dreams, visions, and words, and go, okay, so you want to call that a miracle instead of the gift of healing? You want to call that? providence instead of prophecy right right okay now it's just semantics right? right actually i think a lot of charismatics who who see the cessationist community people who believe the gifts have ceased they're like oh they don't believe in miracles it's like 
have you met one of them? Because right. really, they live basically the same as we do. Uh, they just they use language differently often. Now, now there are again, I would say, charismatic communities that are rails off, and, yeah. and there's huge differences between them and and the uh, uh, the conservative cessationist communities. Right. Those do look very different. But but other than that, I yeah, I, I, I watched the video. I want I bought oh, me too for a half an hour. <laughs> Uh, just me too, bro. It, like, and and not that I'm I go by my feelings, but I literally just as I'm watching, I just felt the presence of the Lord so close. Like it it struck me. My yeah. I was I was laying in bed watching it, and my wife was like, "Are you okay? Like, what's the matter with you?" I was like, uh, "Healing." She's like, "You hear healing testimonies all the time." I was like, "I don't know." There's just something about all the pieces that came together, and his wife, and you know, all just the whole thing. Like, you can't look at that and go, "This is all ceased," you know. And I, sure. and I find that in those conversations, hearing people talk there, you actually have, we have more common ground, uh, than, than we believe, you know, the most people believe we do. Um, dude, listen, I've taken way too much of your time. I really appreciate okay. you coming on. Um, for, what are the platforms that you're on? I know you're, you're on YouTube. What other platforms are for, for people who are listening? All the podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all the all the major podcasting out there, uh, and YouTube. Is, I mean, we've got a Facebook page, but uh, yeah, we don't always live stream on that. Our, most of our content is on YouTube. That's our primary plat- platform. And then everything else, you know, trickles down from there. Uh, you can basically engage with us there. If you want to reach out to us, uh, you can hit us an email um, at media at theremnantradio.com. You can message us on Facebook or Instagram or anything like that. It'd be a great way to connect. Come on in. I, I know that doing a little bit of media, we're always trying to figure out new things. What's next? Do you guys have any sure. uh, plans of stuff in the future that you want to do? Taking it on the road, whatever. Like, do you guys have any new plans? Yeah. I mean, I'd love, I'd love to do conference stuff. <clears throat> I mean, we don't have any invitations for it, but mm-hmm. I'd love to go sit at conferences and interview guest speakers, like before they go on or after they go on, and just mm-hmm. kind of talk to them about theology and those kinds of things. Uh, I'd love to, to. We've talked about doing a Remnant Radio Roadshow. Uh, I really want to do a documentary. Um, uh, I've got no background in any of that. You know, I've got a couple <laughs> of cameras and and stuff like that. But uh, I really want to do a documentary on on prophecy, and and talking about how prophecy like can be super edifying, but also like why people are concerned about it. And I think that when we just like we show our community, like look, there there are some like legit concerns about why people are concerned about this, and and we should we should not. We should not um, ignore the 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 danger because of the potential benefit, and be like, "Oh no, no, no!" Like, look at this benefit over here. Let's like pretend like nothing bad could ever happen. Like, that's not great. Like, we should we should examine both the 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 good, the bad, and the ugly, and allow that to humble us and crush us a little bit, mm. and say like, "Okay, Lord, like use me," um, but I'm also gonna like treat this thing as a holy, sacred thing and not play with it. You know? Yeah. Um. So. So yeah, I've got all kinds of things in my heart that I want to do, uh, but yeah, nothing on the books. I mean, I got shows planned for you know weeks ahead, but yeah. well, people can just log into the YouTube channel and find the shows that are coming up. Dar- Darren Wilson, I don't know if you if I don't know if you've done anything. He did uh, Finger God, Furious Love, Father of Lights. He did all those. Yeah, I'm familiar movies. with the name. Darren yeah. Wilson's story about getting into the document. He was just a professor at a university, yeah. and uh, the way the whole thing unfolded, going from not having an idea to 
traveling the globe and uh, sure. and filming, capturing some of the most amazing things on film and in the kind of in the charismatic world. Uh, if yeah, he can, I mean, if he can do uh, it, anyone can do it, man. Uh, that's right. I mean, so. Brandon Kimber has made some really good ones. I, I've seen some of the I've seen some of the charismatic space ones. There's a there's another guy. Uh, oh oh, Elijah Stevens who came on the show. His yeah. his video called sin sin testimonies or sin uh, sin stories or something like that. Bro, that one talk about weeping. He, he said it to me before it was published. I was watching it during our interview or you know the day of our interview. I had to pull over and cry, man. Yeah. Like there are some stories that. Oh, they'll get you in the gut. I really liked Elijah's documentary. People should go check that out. I haven't seen it yet. Um, I should because we, 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 yeah, we pass each other in the hallways every so often. Our our main yeah. our office is is located on the Bethel uh, campus. Um, Bill, okay. Bill, this is something like people don't talk about this, but Bill loves what we do, and so he just mm-hmm. says, "Here, take take our space." He pays for the lights. He pays for the electricity. He just they just go here, take. They he gives us their prime space, just just so he can support missions and just like that man is he's such a gem. His heart to give is is so spectacular. So that's why that's why I say I'm I'm not like a regular teacher there, but I do go and I, I teach. I do a class called Supernatural Missions, and I put supernatural in front of it just because I wanted people to take it. Uh, but uh, so we <laughs> <laughs> we cross each other in the <laughs> right supernatural you get it, hermeneutics. Yeah. <laughs> just missions oh, yeah. doesn't really thumbnails. That's right. Yeah. So little little <laughs> strategy, but we love it, and I get to you know for those people who just have this idea of what what those I get to preach. The cross, I preach, uh, die to yourself, give your life away for the sake of the gospel, suffer if necessary. We teach all those things, and it's celebrated. So uh, I, I, if people actually go and just get a peek, they'll see um, how amazing those guys are. I'm not here to defend yeah, anybody. No, that's that's what I'd like to do, though. I, I'd love to... to to talk about some, talk about some of these things. Right. And like, get it. I, I love roundtable stuff. Like I'd love to have all the SBC leaders that, you know, the SBC splitting right now and have some of the leaders from the different sides that are splitting and why they're splitting sit in one room and talk about it. Like I want to film that, <laughs> not be angry, but just be like, okay, what's your concern? Yeah. Okay. Why, why don't you think you're being heard right now? And like, just talk that out. And then like the same thing in the charismatic space, I'd love to have a room full of guys get together and be like, Okay, people are wigging out. Like, what what's going on? Like, you know, here here's the claim, here's the quote. And then like I'm just afraid that sometimes when we get into those conversations, we're like, hey, here's the quote, the person clams up and feels like they're being attacked. Right. Which if anyone watches our show, they'll know, like, no, like this is a legit question. And I think there's a legit concern there. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but I, I do think like a lot of these guys, you know, have gotten into a situation and I was mega charismatic. And I think I just it's a space that doesn't care about precise language. They yeah. love Jesus. They love the lost and they want to preach the gospel. They want to get the stuff out there. And right. in the midst of it, it's just kind of messy because there's not precise theological language. Yeah. And I think that if we kind of get together and talk about it, uh, I, I think a lot of those things just kind of work themselves out. Yeah. I'm I'm the type yeah. of preacher that's, I have my foot in my mouth all the time uh, because sure. I, I externally process. Even when I preach, I'm, I'm not going off of set notes. I'm going not a manuscript. Off. Yeah, I'm, and, and so, and, and there's a place for that. There's a place for we need those preachers. We need the ones that can that can speak from their heart in a moment and aren't going to be, you know, just critiqued because they don't get something, you know, right. And 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 I think there's space for all of it. You, dude, you, I think you'd be amazed at how many 
guys there are out there and women that I know that actually want to engage in that. Um, Ra- sure. Randy, Dr. Clark. Send them my way. <laughs> well, listen, <laughs> you should get uh, Stacy Campbell is one of the most brilliant and she gets. I don't know who that is. Stop. I just sent her my way. I stop. promise you. I have. No, I've never heard that name. Okay, so and I'm um, sorry if that's offensive to people who are watching. No, I, it's fine. I, I, it's fine. I have my foot in every denomination. There are people I don't know. No, no, no. There's, there's so, so uh, Stacy Campbell. She, she uh, was early Toronto, part of the movement up there. Oh, okay. Um, that's probably why. She, she's okay. a, she's a prophet. Um, people kind of she's known probably because she shakes her head when she prophesies she is one of the most she (laughs) maybe i've seen that video you probably have (laughs) um the she is one of the most bible like loving history doctrinal students uh and and who who has a track record in the prophetic love that woman she and and because the external offends people, they just throw it all away. She's amazing, Doctor Clark. You got to get Doctor Clark on. Yeah, uh, we've had a two-hour Skype call, a Zoom call, um, talking about NAR, and he said he was getting a bunch of research stuff together. Um, we we haven't interacted in that conversation yet, um, but we we wanted to do an, a video on the NAR. Yeah. And I don't know, we may, we may do it with Doug and Holly, we may do it with just with just uh, Dr. Clark, kind of explaining some of the differences and the way that he sees the movement. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that one's probably coming up. Yeah, yeah, there's so many. There's just so many. Anyone I anyone I can throw your way, you just let me know and I'll uh, yeah. I'll do whatever I can. Cause we, well, it sounds like you know people that I, I don't even know exist. So oh. send people my way that, that I don't know about. I got so, so many. There's so many like okay. uh, David Wagner, one of the most humble, soft prophets I have ever met. He is. So I know David Hogan and C. Peter Wagner. Yeah, there's a David <laughs> Wagner out there. It's a, and it's like a, a, it's an Wagner. unholy combo. Okay. No, like he's just <laughs> one of the most gentle, pure-hearted, like prophetic voices. That when when my wife got stage four cancer, I called him up and I said, "This is I'm about to ask you something that is unhealthy, and I should not do, but you need to tell me whether my wife's going to live or die." And he oh, was wow. like, I, 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 and I'm admitting that that's unhealthy. And I'm sure. admitting, but every single thing he said came to pass. Wow. And, and so like uh, Bob, God. Bob Hazlett, like there's so many amazing, Mar- Dr. Mark Sharona. I know that one. Okay. Uh, I, there's just. Uh, yeah, I, I'd like to get him on. I was, I was interviewing Ken Fish recently and he, mm-hmm. he knows Mark. I think I might try to get his contact. Yeah. Do- Dr. Sharona is a baller. I can't even. Yeah. I can't even keep up with his 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 you know the first five minutes of his you know introduction. It's just he, there's so many amazing people out there and and uh, I just Josh I love what you're doing, man. Uh, I could Thanks, man. I feel like I could sit here and talk with you all day. You you actually had a good friend of mine on uh, years ago, um, and his name a good friend. His name's his name's slipping my mind. You did the you did one on hell with him, Pastor um, younger Pastor. Uh, Cooper, uh, Jordan, Jordan um, Jordan Sutton. Yeah, Jordan Sutton. Jordan Sutton. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing man. That's cool. Their whole family's just spectacular. So uh, I can't wait for our paths to cross. I I know this seems to have gotten into like a conversational ramble. I I don't know if anybody's even still listening. I love it. Uh, But if you are, um, listen, go out, check out Remnant Radio, (laughs) check out Josh and and all of his stuff. It's, I've just, like I've said 10 times already, it's really encouraged me. And I hope it will encourage you too. Josh, I can't wait for our paths to cross sometime. 
uh, in the future. I was supposed to be out there during the snowstorm, uh, but okay. I canceled. It was supposed. To, I was at, snow apocalypse. Yeah, Texas. I was gonna. I was flying out that morning to go to Todd's, and uh, and I, I shut it down. I'm ha I'm happy I did. I would have been stuck there for well, a little while. Next time you're in the neighborhood, man, come on. Yeah, we that would be amazing. So, yeah, bless you guys. Uh, thank you, Josh. Anything you want to close with? No, man, I'm good. Okay. Well, listen, everybody, I know uh, I know that this blessed you, and those of you guys who've been listening to a lot of our stuff, uh, you, you, sometimes it's in the in, it's in the latter parts of our uh, of our interviews that you get to hear some some funky stuff. I think you got that. Um, I want to thank you, Josh. Uh, for taking time, uh, coming coming on our on our little Iris podcast here, and I want to thank all of you guys who are watching. Listen, uh, if you like this, it blessed you. Share it. Do all the things the young people tell you to do. Click and subscribe, and do all the the things. Do those things uh, so we can bless as many people as humanly possible with this. And uh, we will see you next time on the Iris Global Green Room podcast. Bless you guys. <laughs>